there, my name is Shane Craddock and this is the Inner Edge podcast where I share a different take on how to lead and live a sustainable high performance life. Over the course of different episodes, I'm going to challenge the belief that tension, stress and struggle are essential to success and creativity. My experience is that there's an easier way, there's a better way and indeed there's an essential way that we need to explore for the times that we live in. So let's go ahead, let's jump in and explore. Hi there, and welcome to today's episode. This is me, Shane Craddock, uh, with uh, podcast The Inner Edge. And if that's not where you're meant to be, then obviously you've made a mistake. So today's episode, I am calling Getting Yourself Out of a Bind. Um, now, I suppose before I get into that, I just, I hope wherever you are in the world, all is going well in your world. It's been a, a busy week in my world, both personal and professional. Um, and yesterday... I did my first ever Ask Me Anything webinar with um, marketing communications expert Tamara Howard. So that went off pretty well. I have to say I enjoyed it. I think there were some really good questions asked. I need to go back and watch it myself because I can't remember what I answered. But I know there was good questions and it was good discussion. And Tamara really helped that. So um, if depending on when you're listening to this podcast episode, um, you might be able to get access to that recording. It's about 60 minutes. I'm really useful content came out for leaders or anybody looking to improve their sense of passion or quality of life and it'll be in the show notes um somewhere around this episode depending on when you click it it'll be there for a limited amount of time won't be there forever so if it's of interest check it out so getting back to the topic for today getting yourself out of a bind i probably should have said maybe getting yourself out of a self-inflicted bind because obviously a bind is maybe a difficult or challenging situation that perhaps we find ourselves in. And with a lot of these podcast episodes, and maybe you haven't figured this out yet, but like I'll go off and I'll ask myself, well, what are different topics that I think will be of interest? And I might work it out logically. But actually what ha- seems to happen most of the time, <laughs> and I'm quite happy about doing this, is that something would happen in the days leading up to this episode when I'm about to record it that will make me go, oh, no, no, that's that's a more interest. And that happened pretty much yesterday. Some just a funny thing happened. I'm going to share with you a story about two kids local here that kind of inspired this episode. Um, but what I will say is that in my experience, usually the worst binds are self-inflicted. Now, th- there's a good and bad to that. The bad is that very often you, you may not realize it, and we can really cause ourselves a lot of pain, a lot of unnecessary stress, and a lot of unnecessary damage. But the good news is that if it is self-inflicted, well, then it means it's easier to solve, actually. Now, this, the story I wanted to share with you is um, I came out of my office yesterday for, for a little break just to get some headspace, clear my mind. And I went. I was going across the, to the shop. Um, and on the way across, uh, I, there was obviously kids out of school. There was a couple of schools close by to me. And there was two boys, I'd say about 14, 15, um, close to the shop, there's a kind of a there's, a there's a walkway, a pathway, and then there's like a like, little grassy verge beside that. And they were kind of there in the periphery in my mind. I thought one of them was just acting a little bit unusual, a little bit strange, because he was <laughs> he was on the ground on the grass, rolling around the place. I remember thinking I didn't look at him too closely. There was there was a friend of his standing beside him who was kind of walking with him, but he, he was rolling. And I was thinking that's a bit unusual now in November, cold day. To be rolling around the grass uh, so god bless the the youthful enthusiasm anyway <laughs> as i got closer to them 
um, I recognize one of the boys because he plays on the same soccer team as my son, Sam, who's 14. And I said hi to him. And uh, he said, oh, hi, yeah. He said, listen, would you have any keys? And I said, yeah. Why? He says, oh, my friend, pointing to his friend on the ground, um, has got a problem. He's all tied up. So I looked down, and there, of course, on the ground was this young lad, 14 years old, completely tied up in sellotape from head to toe. So somebody's obviously grabbed him and taken pretty much what looked like the entire roll of sellotape um, and wrapped him <laughs> like a mummy from head to toe. So he couldn't move. So no wonder he was rolling on the ground because he literally just, uh, he couldn't literally move his legs, couldn't move his arms. His arms were totally tied in. So I said to the guy that I know, I said, did you do this? And he goes, no, no, no. He said, uh, he said uh, a, a teacher that of ours played it is playing a trick on us and he tied him up and i said right obviously i knew that that was that was a lie so i took out my key anyway and i started to cut or tried to cut the sellotape certainly on the guy's legs first because it was really thick and it was taking a while because there's quite a lot of it and as i was there i said to the guy the guy who was standing up i said no we both know that a teacher didn't do this so i said who did this and it was some other young lads and he looked at me he looked at his friends you were well, maybe something like that and i said okay well you're not going to tell me so that's okay grant so anyway, I, <laughs> I cut through the cell tape after about five minutes of working with my key, um, my office key, and eventually got got it so his legs could move. The, and very funnily, the kid jumped up and said, "Thanks a million, Mister." And I said, oh, do, you want, "Do you want me to do the rest?" He says, "No, no, I can move now. I can move. I can move my legs. So that's great. I'll sort the rest of it out myself." And literally ran off down the road with his friend, and <laughs> that was the end of that. Um, but it made me think later on that night, and this is the way my mind works. I was just thinking, it's a mad story, so I thought, there's something I can get out of that. So this, there was this kid in a bind. It made me think how we can tie ourselves up ourselves. And in my world, a lot of how we tie ourselves up is actually in our thinking. So in a sense, the, the, we have invisible sellotape created by our thinking that can really restrict our ability, and we can end up really not moving that much and rolling around the grass so to speak. Now, that's my attempt to try to link in the two stories, so forgive me if it's a bit corny, but anyway, there you go. But I think there is a truth in it, and I think it's important to say that certainly the way I look at things now and part of my work, like a lot of it is to do with helping people with the outer game, getting very practical things done as a leader or a manager, but really underneath it all, you're looking for what's their mind like, what's going on inside them. And just, just as a point, one of the key principles that I'm very clear on is that how you feel is directly linked to how you think. So whatever you're feeling, it, it just means there's a corresponding level of that kind of thinking. You're feeling sad, it means you're thinking sad. If you're feeling down or angry, you're thinking down or angry thinking or angry thoughts. Um, so that's kind of really what I want to explore and in a very simple way. And hopefully already even that story might make you think that, oh, hold on a second here. Maybe I'm doing this to myself a little bit. So even if that kid or his friend had had their own knife or scissors or key, they would have got out themselves. And the reality is that we actually do have a version of a scissors to cut that sellotape. And really, it's, it's called self-awareness. Hi there. Just something that might be of interest. Twofold. One is a couple of days ago at the recording of this uh, particular podcast, I did an AMA, which I'm reliably told is an Ask Me Anything webinar with a marketing communications expert, Tamara Howard. Um, first time I've done it, thought it was quite useful, quite interesting. Um, a lot of questions came in from 
people on my mailing list and through social media. So it was it was very interesting. Tamara did a great job as well at just digging deeper in some of my answers so I didn't get off the hook, uh, which was important. But it also dragged out of me, I thought, some interesting answers uh, on mindset, on work, on dealing with people, on passion, on vision. Plenty there for anybody interested in just creating a better life, better organization. Um, and then the second thing is, sorry, th th that link will be in the notes, the show notes here on this episode. Second thing is, if you're listening to this episode today, Monday, when the day it comes out, um, I'm going to do a Cyber Monday, one day only, uh, I suppose, sale on certain items. Sorry, actually all items on my online academy. So there's stuff there if you're an entrepreneur, a CEO, a leader, uh, somebody who's interested in personal professional development, um, which really, I suppose, is, is one of my passions for, for so many years now. Um, there's, there's lots there for you. And if it's not for you, it might be a perfect gift for somebody for Christmas. Um, so that's there. That's in the show notes also. Back to the show. Now, I recall a client, somebody that I was introduced to who was having a problem. This is going back many years ago. Um, with a problem with their business and mutual contact asked me to meet them, have a chat. We did. And so I, I understood from the friend that the business was very close to bankruptcy. I think it was, they're very close to going out of business. And when I started speaking to this person, I started asking questions about the numbers that they, they immediately went, uh, frozen. So they said, no, no, and I, I don't talk about numbers. I said, well, okay, well, unfortunately, uh, that's not the way the world works. <laughs> if you own a business, you have to look at the numbers. You know what? I hate numbers. I've always hated numbers. Now, long story short, when we got into it, um, they told me that when they were very young, one of their teachers had kind of really had a go at them over the fact that they were stupid with numbers. And that they, they took that in and that stuck. In my world, that stuck in their unconscious mind. And then because of that, that's the filter that created that was created in front of them. And then they just went about their business assuming that they were useless at numbers. So anyway, I went to talk to the person with her permission who was then in charge of the numbers. And because the owner was letting them have a free reign over whatever, I realized very quickly that the person was doing some not so good things with the business money. And uh, in the end, as a result of that uh, discovery, the person was let go. Now, what we also did was I, I, I challenged the... Um, the client who had got herself in a bind around her thinking, like literally you'd say the word finance or money and just the stress levels would just jump up automatically, an unconscious reaction because of what happened in her childhood. And as we talked it out and I was explaining to her the way that your mind influences things, the way that your thinking affects your feelings, she started to realize through her own self-awareness, oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. I can see I'm doing that. And through kind of baby steps, just got her to do the basics of finance and things like that. And she started to realize herself, herself, that, oh, this is really straightforward. I actually, I, I, I can understand this. Fast forward, I don't know how many years later, it's 10 years later, I mean, she had since sold her business, went on to do different things, do them very well, do well, do well for herself. But now today, what's hysterical is that the, the job that she has working in an organization is primarily based around finance. She now loves numbers. So what's all that about? And I think, it's the same thing is that once you realize that very often it's your own thinking is blocking you, it's essentially putting sellotape around your ability. The, the, the way to cut it is, is really by saying, oh, oh, let me step into this and take some purposeful action. 
And for most people, for most of us, I, I, it seems to me that we don't really look at our thinking first. We tend to look if 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 we feel that you know things aren't going the way we like or that or in a bind. We tend to look at the people around us first or the circumstances. And I, I've seen this as well, you know, with say uh, somebody a couple of years ago who came to me. They're going to see Yo and. They had felt they'd lost their mojo, and the reason in their case they'd felt they lost their mojo was because they said they hadn't found their why, which essentially is some sort of defined purpose or mission statement for them, their why. Um, but again, a long story short, what I was saying to them was it was the way they were thinking about it. They were putting themselves under this incredible pressure to find this magical why, and then everything would be okay. And as I said to them, well, what would happen if you just forgot about that why and just went about your life? As if my experience is that by going, by pressurizing yourself to find this magical, mythical why that's going to change the world, uh, you're actually really putting yourself in a mental bind. You're tying yourself up in knots. And she was creating a huge amount of stress for herself. And when we discussed, well, actually, look, you can just let it go and just get about your life, focus on bringing the best into your day, focus on bringing passion into everything. And what you generally find is that when you're not looking for something like that, what comes in bizarrely is a sense of purpose or you find you get clear about what really matters to you. And that is what I found. The more I, w I went looking for a why early on in my career in life, the less I found I was finding real purpose. I think when you purpose and clarity of meaning comes really out of a clear mind, it tends to kind of come out of you as opposed to something that you force upon yourself. And I hope that makes a little bit of sense. Um, and that person has since increase the level of their purpose um, in their life by more focusing on just looking after themselves day to day, having a clear mind and not getting overly caught up with their thinking. And your thinking is very sneaky. It can really bind you up in all sorts of ways, as you know. And I guarantee you, as you're listening to this, that there's some area of your life where you have virtual sellotape around yourself, where you have bound yourself up in your thinking. So maybe consider that today is where might that be? I guarantee you it's there somewhere. And if you can't see it, maybe it's time to ask somebody who'll tell you straight, whether it's a loved one or a mentor or a coach, where might it be? It could be around self-belief. It could be in a certain area. It could be around uh, something that you're looking at as a lack. Just look at your thinking in that area and then avoid the part of you that probably will look to justify why you're right. Because I think a great question to ask is like, what if you just stop feeding the energy? What what if you just stop stop feeding that energy into that thinking? In a way, that's the start of taking out a virtual scissors and cutting the binding tape. So that's my thought for today. I hope that made sense. I mean, what I will say to you in conclusion is, for me, what seems to be true is that what causes us a problem is not overthinking per se. A lot of people talk about overthinking and yes, that is a problem, but I don't think that's the real problem. I think the real problem is overthinking about our thinking. That's what puts the virtual sellotape around us. And it's always very, very liberating and exciting to be able to cut it and step free. So I hope that makes sense. Thanks for being with me. Bye-bye.